You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Where does he get those wonderful gutters? Hey gang, what's going on? It's Halloween time and now it's our Halloween episode as Ken Krantz joins us this week to do The Ring. Before we get to it, hey, keep those five-star ratings and two or three sentence reviews coming in. We love those. Guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to say hi and uh, or if you want to advertise with us. Guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com and follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. It helps. We appreciate that. And without further ado, hey, let's hear what Ken Krantz has to say about The Ring. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah. No, I can't make you do this. You got to look at the guy next to you and look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy that will go that inch for you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same thing for him. Kevin Israel, fuck up that movie quote, won't you? Friday Night Lights. You know, I appreciate that, but it's not it. Close, but not it. Ken Krantz, our guest today. Ken, any idea where that film is from? Uh, remember the Titans. Negative. Both. Uh, you we, were both it, it's definitely a football movie. Uh, shit, it's the one that Goatee says is his favorite football movie. Uh, the one with Jamie Foxx. Was it Jamie Foxx? It is any Jamie Foxx. Any given Sunday. And, and, uh, and Dennis Quaid, any given Sunday. God damn it. You know what? I said Friday Night Lights, and as I was thinking, it was like, that's not it. And Lawrence Taylor. You're goddamn right, Lawrence Taylor, the highlight of that film. Go Giants. He was fantastic in that. You know why? Why? Because all all he did was play was Lawrence Taylor. Yes. The only thing missing were 15-year-old hookers, and we would have had ourselves a trifecta. Remember when he swallowed fake crack from the undercover cop? Don't I remember like it was yesterday? (laughs) Huge Giant fan. I guess you are too. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel. We are back. And we have 
unintentionally, our Halloween episode, kids. That's right. We are joined by Ken Krantz. Ken, how are you, pal? What's going on? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, fellas. Ken, what are you up to? Where, good, yeah, where, where can we find you? What are you up to? Tell the good folks at home what you're uh, what you're cooking. You could find me um, social media, Ken Krantz comic. And uh, I have my own podcast that is a uh, rock and roll podcast called I Love Rock and Roll. And um, we we interview some big name musicians or we have comics on and we just bullshit about some of our favorite bands or some of the wildest stories that you've never heard in rock. Ken has chosen to do a film that people I don't know, Kevin Israel. People were kind of like, yeah, this is great, but we've never heard of it in the last 20 years. And the film is The Ring. What were, you, what were your earlier thoughts of this film, Kevin Israel? I, you, look, you and I went back and forth about this. I think this movie stands up to our test. Uh, uh, our I saw this. I'm surprised I didn't see this in the theater. I think I saw it right when it came out on video. But I think and I think and I think our audience will agree that this movie definitely fits our requirements to be gutted. A budget of in 2002, this came out, a budget of $48 million, a box office haul of $249.4 million. Turn that into 2021 money, $70.8 million budget, $367.3 million haul. It's a lot of money. It's not too shabby. No, it is not. IMDB, as we know, is a scale of 1 through 10 with decimal points. Ken Krantz, our guest, what do you think the ring scored on IMDB? I seem to remember being the only person I know that hated this movie. So I feel like people liked it a lot. I'm going to say, and I don't know anything about IMDB. Um, Perfect. I'm going to say 7.5. Kevin Israel. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go eight, six. I liked how Ken talked us through his process of logic, kind of like the game shows. Yeah. It's very game show. Like I appreciate that. The correct answer is 7.1. Not too uh, far off. Not easy. far off. Not far off. No. Kevin Israel, Rotten Tomatoes, as you know, is a one through 100 score. Give me the critics. Rotten Tomatoes score. 78. Ken Kranz. 82. 71. Wow. Wow. 7.1 and a 71. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, good catch. Good catch. <laughs> Very surprised that critics ate this up. Usually horror films are not their bailiwick. Ken Kranz, what did the, what did the audience, excuse me, give on Rotten Tomatoes to The Ring? 87. Kevin Israel. Yeah, I'm going to agree with him that it's definitely up there. Uh, I say 85. 48. What? Yep. Oh, really? Shocked the shit out of me, too, because I was right there with that's you boys. I know. I think that's the most surprised I've been out of a score in this that's entire podcast. That's not true. We've had way more scores where you're like, holy shit. Uh, no, I was so the, the uh, people are with me. Yeah, man. I'm shocked. I'm very surprised. Very surprised. Quotes. Seven days. That's it. This quote is not film is not quotable in any aspect whatsoever. Kevin Israel, unless you have one. 
uh, <laughs> when he when she was talking to the doctor trying to get information, the doctor goes, "We knew something wasn't right about him," and then she goes like this. <laughs> it's like that, that's very medical. That's a uh, that's that's definitely a diagnosis right there. They teach that in bedside manner one hundred and one <laughs> in the third year of residency. <laughs> hey Ken, what about you? Yeah. Quotes. Uh, I liked when uh, Naomi Watts is watching the video of the uh, like the psychiatry, the psychology session. Mm. And uh, he's trying to convince this little demon girl that her parents love her. And he was like, your daddy loves you. And she said he loves horses more. Sounds like someone's got a questionable hard drive on his head home. <laughs> no, you don't uh, get it. He really likes horses. Yeah. Did you ever see Freddie Got Fingered, either of you? No. I cannot recommend that movie enough. It's so fucking... The, the last third, don't even bother with. It's off the rails, batshit, retarded. But the first two thirds is fucking joke, 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 joke. There's one scene. He's driving... And he sees a horse getting put the stud and he goes, jumps out of the car and he starts jerking the horse off. <laughs> it's talking about loving horses. It's so, and he's got a mouthful of sandwich going whoa, 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 while jerking the horse off. It's fucking hysterical. I'm one of 12 people who found Freddie got fingered funny. Five. Yeah, apparently. Listen, I, 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 I demand you watch this. Not asking demand. Five fun facts. Five fun facts, five fun facts. It rained every day while filming The Ring in Washington State. No wonder every lead singer of grunge bands fucking booted up and killed themselves. The line from The Crow, it can't rain all the time. Well, they're sure doing their damnedest to break that record. That's for sure. I mean, isn't that the thing about Washington, Oregon? It just rains all the time. Like, were they surprised by that? Right. (laughs) Number two, the American version and the Japanese versions of The Ring are 50% different. Although I think the Japanese version has more scenes where men buy women's used underwear from vending machines. As they Japanese do. do. They do. Take your word for it. They do that. The role of Rachel was offered to, oh, you boys trying to take a few stabs at it. Uh, I will say one, two, three, three names. Very, two of them are very A-list in that time. Another one right out, right out, right on the cusp, I'll say. What women were offered the role before Naomi Watts took it? Any guesses? Yeah, it's like a that's a that's a top shelf white lady role right there. Mm-hmm. So back then, I'm going to say like Cameron Diaz or Charlize Theron. No and no. Kevin Israel. I like they were, I feel like they were a little too big at the time. I'm going to go Nev Campbell. I like where your head is, but no. Um Jennifer Connolly. Oh, I could see that. Wouldn't that be great if she did an ass-to-ass dildo scene as she watched the tape? Is that a thing? (laughs) Did you not see Requiem for a Dream? Requiem for a Dream. I've never seen it. Really? Oh, that's good. That's a good film. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, pre-Iron Man. And uh, the vampire slayer or werewolf slayer herself, Kate Beckinsale. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sarah Michelle. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Sarah oh. Michelle Keller. <laughs> I would have said Christy Swanson. She's the original Buffy. Number four, 
Chris Cooper shot scenes as a, as a pedophile that did not make the final cut. By the way, I'm going to reiterate, Chris Cooper looks like Sebalba from Phantom Menace, episode one. What, how, would a, how would a pedophile have worked into this storyline? It deals with the... Fuck, I didn't write that down. They explained it when I did the facts, but it just said the uh, test audiences did not like the angle. It plays in the plot, but I just... I'm, I'm encouraged by humanity that the test audience didn't like something about pedophilia. Well, they just don't like Chris Cooper, which I will stand in solidarity with them. That man's face is very, very disturbing. Number five, The Ring is the highest grossing movie ever made. Want to take a guess on how many DVDs it sold the first day it went on sale? The Ring is the highest grossing horror movie ever made? Highest grossing horror movie ever oh, okay. made and sold how many DVD copies on its first day of sale? Bourbon Break. Fucking I, 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 10 million. I don't know. I'm bad with that's shit. A, that's that. way too many. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say 500,000. 2 million. Wow. That's, that's insanity. Isn't it? I mean, those are like, I think, I mean, I'm obviously probably going to be way off, but shit, wouldn't Star Wars, a new Star Wars film the first day sell 2 million units, I think? That's crazy. What do I know? And now it is time for everyone's favorite new segment, Ask a Gutter. Ask a gutter. You gotta ask a gutter. Uh, Taco Shirt Krillin, one of our big fans, wants to know from you, Ken Krantz, why do you think grown men were afraid of a half-drowned girl with severe scoliosis? <laughs> I I think uh, I think grown men are just scared of children in general until they have them. It's probably like a commitment thing. I, I don't know. I, I, like I, I found myself laughing at, at the parts that I know I'm not supposed to laugh at. <laughs> Wicked awesome. Oh, my. The Ring was the last movie I watched that actually kept me up at night. Christ, I made four VHS copies of the same damn thing after watching it. Hello, OCD. I would like to ask Ken Krantz, what movies released around the same time as this one were scarier? All right. Well, I didn't find this even a tiny bit scary, and I'm a huge horror movie fan. Uh, I would say around the same time, uh, Blair Witch Project was way scarier. Uh, The House of the Devil, which came out right around the same time. I don't know how popular it is. Frailty was way better. Um, Frailty was good. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, I think it's around the same time. It was also a remake, but a remake done well. Uh, let me in. You are a horror fan. I know yeah. only yeah. one of those films, and that's Blair Witch. And I mean, the, the, the House of the, what was that, Ken? House of the Devil? House of the Devil. Yeah, I saw that referenced in an article that I was reading about The Ring, so now I'm going to have to watch it because it's come up twice. Yeah, that was creepy. That movie was real creepy. Jay Lee D's asked for Ken, if you adopted a kid and that kid had weird superpowers like making horses kill themselves, would you feel bad about throwing them down a well? No, no, I would drop kick that kid down the well. <laughs> I would throw I would throw that kid down the well for way less than killing horses. Our buddy Ray Stacanus, who has done a t- couple films in this podcast, the most recent Highlander. This movie popularized a genre of do the thing and then you die movies, which is your favorite. I guilty pleasure love stay alive because it's a movie that doesn't understand video games or horror movies. 
Um, I'm, I don't even remember like the do the things until you die uh, movies. Um, I liked uh, I liked the Final Destination, yeah. which was just like stay alive until you die. Right. <laughs> just don't die. <laughs> yeah. It was just try your hardest not to die. But you're probably going to die. For Ken Kranz, what is your opinion on us adapting foreign like, yeah. foreign horror that adapting foreign horror films? And should we keep going at it? Um, I, listen, I, I think it's like any I, listen, some of them are great and some of them are dog shit you know i think the thing is it's don't remake the popular ones that are good enough on their own like trust us to be able to watch a foreign film remake the ones with really good premises but just didn't have a good finished product yeah that's a great point i'm watching uh squid games like everybody else in the world right now and i feel like if we remade that Western style, it wouldn't translate over. Like, I feel like what what the, a lot of times what the the Asian filmmakers capture, we just can't do, and that's and you saw that a little with this. Apparently, the Grudge was the same way. The original Grudge was much better than the American remake. So I I agree with you, Ken. Would you think that Parasite would fall under that umbrella too? Yeah, I think so. I think Parasite yeah. was Parasite really captured something in that culture that we don't that we don't talk about. And that was from Brandon Oglesby. Thank you again, Brandon at Newark Night. We uh, we always love your your questions. And that wraps it up for Ask the Gutter, Kevin Israel. Let's let the old proverbial horse out of the uh, the horse trailer on the uh, on the ferry barge. Let him jump in the water and get chopped up by a propeller. So now let's let Ken Grant's guts the. the. Sacred, Sacred cow. cow. Um, this this should be gutting the sacred horse. They should have called this movie "The Girl Who Hates Horses." Um, this movie was so hyped as like you're never gonna believe how scary this movie is. And um, my first big problem with it right off the bat rated pg-13 great point yeah they're like this is the scariest movie you'll see all year and you can see it if you're 12 or over um (laughs) i mean the plot is uh, i i found a couple plot holes i'll put it that the plot is uh there's this tape and you watch it and it's it's got all this supposedly scary shit And uh, you watch it. And as soon as it's done, the phone rings and you pick it up and someone tells you you're going to die in seven days. And then you die in seven days. Um, Couldn't make it. Couldn't make it today because nobody's going to answer an unknown number. (laughs) Like the phone would just ring and ring. Um, The opening scene, which I found, you know, like every horror movie has a great opening kill scene. The opening scene is two girls uh, sitting on a bed talking about this tape. One of them, Katie, mentions that she had just watched it with her boyfriend. She tells the story. They they rented a cabin out in out in uh, somewhere in Washington State, and they thought the tape was a football game, and they put it on the VCR, which is 
fucking insane. Like who watches a, a taped football game <laughs> right off the bat? I got a problem. Uh, and they watched it and it turned out to be this like weird. It looks like I know they were trying like the uh, the opening scene. The, the opening image is a giant ring, but it just looks like the eyeball that James Bond shoots into at the beginning of every movie. And um, the girl mentions that she watches it, this girl, Katie. And then uh, moments later, she's dead. And uh, then we we cut to um, we cut to Naomi Watts as Rachel's the main character. Turns out Katie was her niece. Uh, She is at the uh, it's like the after funeral at her sister's house. And Rachel's son turns out was like Katie's cousin was her best friend. Uh, Aiden is really distraught over losing his cousin. And oh, oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention this. I'm sorry. In the opening scene, this is this is what the ghost does. It turns the TV on and off. It leaves the water running and it opens the refrigerator door. It's like, it's not even scary. That's just like a ghost trying to annoy your dad. Yeah, but real. didn't they do that in Ghostbusters? Don't bring in Ghostbusters to this. I'm not going to the take debate. They did, they did the same thing. Nobody, Sigourney, nobody stacks books like this. Sigourney Weaver's apartment had the same exact problems. <laughs> By the way, the, that opening scene, Kill, that is the last thing that dies until a fucking horse dies an hour later. In the in the scariest movie of the year, um, that's, a, that's a pretty that's a pretty spaced out amount of time that passes between kills and a quote unquote horror film. Yes, yeah, and the second ki- the second kill is a horse. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, at the after the funeral, one of Katie's friends tells Naomi Watts that. She had watched this tape that kills you in seven days. And um, Naomi Watts is like pretty intrigued by it. And then that night when she's tucking her son into bed, uh, her son tells him, tells her that Katie did uh, that. uh, Katie didn't have enough time and knew she was going to die. And Naomi Watts kisses her goodnight. And, and kisses him goodnight and walks. Not one follow up question. Not like, hey, <laughs> hey, what the fuck are you talking about? And how do you know that that Katie was going to die? She was just like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. So she decides uh, Rachel decides that she is going to track this tape down and figure out what's happening. Not the kid's mom. The kid's aunt decides that she's. The mom seems okay with the fact that her kid died looking like a zombie. Um, uh, when um, when Rachel gets her hands on the tape, she watches it. The phone rings. She's told she's going to die. Now she figures out she's got to get to the bottom of this, even though somebody already told her what what happens. Um she discovers a photo book of all the kids who watched the uh, watched the tape and all their faces are blurry. They look like a cross between Rocky Dennis and if Michael J. Fox didn't fix the future. <laughs> so the missing is, might- a, is a Mickey Mouse shirt and like nipple high jean shorts on his brother Dave. <laughs> yeah. 
So she goes to uh, her the dad of her kid, her her ex boyfriend. She goes to his house, and she was like, "Do me a favor, take a picture with this camera." I want, and and he takes a picture, and her face is total like Back to the Future now. Right. So she decides, you know what? You better watch this. So she shows him the tape. This is this is a movie about maybe the worst lady in America. Like she cannot stop showing this tape around town. And it's already out there that that her niece and the other kids died at the exact same moment, seven days after watching the tape. Um, at one point, her son watches the tape. Because she can't fucking destroy it for some reason. Like this movie would have been over if she broke the tape in half. She left it in her apartment. The kid is like eight years old. This he would have been she could have put it on a refrigerator and half this movie didn't need to happen. She didn't even unplug the VCR. Uh, it's got every horror movie trope in it like the mysterious bloody noses, all the crossed out faces and pictures, creepy kids. She goes to visit the one girl uh, who survived, you know, because she didn't watch the tape. It was the girl that saw Katie die. She she can't handle it. She's in a loony bin. She goes to visit her in a loony bin and she's got dirt all under her fingernails, I guess, from even though she's only been in the loony bin for like two days. I like that you call it a loony bin. Yeah. That's a term that needs to come back. I really appreciate that, though, Ken. Thank you. Yeah. But also, she knows that she has a week to live, and she spends it doing homework. Like, she spends it trying. <laughs> if you tell me I got a week to live, I'm doing everything that I never tried, that I always wanted to do. What, uh, what is that, Ken? Yeah, I feel like um, you've pretty much done everything. We're going to start just mainlining heroin? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying heroin. For sure, I am trying heroin. I'm smoking crack. Raw dogging Naomi Watts. That's not a far <laughs> too cry, right? Um, that might be a little more challenging. That Yeah, that might be tougher than smoking crack. And I don't want to go out just like I don't want my last image to be somebody just looking super disappointed. <laughs> um, we're... Uh, the boyfriend is just he's he's like a bootleg Josh Hartnett. He looks terrible. It is it's just she's just the worst person on the planet. She cannot stop showing this tape around. And then you find out the backstory about this little girl. Uh, I know they explain. I never bothered to watch the sequels, but I know they explain more of it. But what you get in part one is that uh, her parents were they they bred horses and they really liked horses and um, they had her. They didn't think they could have a kid. Her mom always wanted a kid. I guess the dad didn't want one. And then they had her. They went away on vacation and they just came back with the kid. And it's not really explained. So, like, maybe she's adopted. Maybe she's not. They don't get into it. And then um, she is upset at how much her parents love horses. And she's got these like you're like you're uh, the guy on Twitter said she's got these weird superpowers 
where she can just make shit appear. And um, the horses start killing themselves because I guess she's she's salty about the horses. And then the mom goes nuts from all the horses dying. And uh, they they suffocate her. They put her head in a plastic bag and they chuck her down the well. And uh, it takes her seven days to die, which is why it's seven days from the time that you watch the tape. She's so angry, I guess, about being thrown down. And by the way, like, yeah, your parents love horses more than you. Like, step up your game. Maybe try being a better kid. I actually I just, am- I just I just Googled how this how she was born, despite her mom being unable for the dad. Uh, yeah. Burke, ra- I'm reading verbatim. Burke raped her under captivity, which eventually impregnated Evelyn. Evelyn escaped captivity after eight and a half months and fled to a Christian hospital to give birth. Evelyn soon gave birth to a baby girl named Samara, who ceased to cry and was born with strange, su- strange supernatural powers. It's Freddy Krueger, basically. Ex- yes, Fuck isn't you. that exactly Fuck Freddy Krueger's? Just yeah. gonna say that. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what you the, the the one sentence you left out, Kev, was it was a priest. It was like a, he was like a fucked up priest. Oh, that Google didn't have that. the mother. Okay, but they Thanks. didn't they didn't show that in the they don't show any of that in the first one. They yeah. just it's it's like they like maybe the kids adopted, and it's like yeah, you're adopted. They don't love you more than horses. I my kid's biological, and she's the sweetest girl in America, and I love my home theater more than her. Like that's just the way. <laughs> parents are they're gonna love shit more than you there's no need to kill all their horses like maybe try talking to them maybe be like hey can we can we go to a museum today instead of all the horse shit so they take part maybe get into horses yourself yeah oh 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 my parents have a big horse farm and i could ride all the horses i want i could live out every little girl on the planet's dream white privilege they, yeah, they, they throw her down the well. She's salty about being thrown down the well. She somehow psychically projects all her anger onto a VCR tape and <laughs> decides that she's going to kill anybody that watches it. There's two people in the world that she's angry with. She's mad at her parents, and she decides that She's going to take out everybody like some kind of virus. And then the big twist at the end is Naomi Watts and bootleg Josh Hartnett. They, they get to the cabin in time. I don't even know how they figured it out, but they were like, well, maybe if we pull her body up, like maybe if we get her remains and take them out of the well, everything will go back to normal. And Naomi Watts uh, falls down a well. Looks like she falls about 200 feet ping-ponging off the sides. <laughs> For sure she should have died, but she's just got like a cut forehead. And um, they they pull the remains out, and they think everything's fine. And then uh, right on time, bootleg Josh Hartnett dies. And... The little kid tells her, oh, you weren't supposed to help her. She never sleeps. And then she finds out that the only reason she's still alive is because she made a copy of the tape. And then she has her son copy the tape because she doesn't want 
she knows the son's going to die unless you make a copy of the tape. So the well girl wants everybody to make a copy of the tape and for it to spread throughout the world like a virus. So if Naomi Watts just bit the bullet and let her and her son die, whole world saved. But this tape's been, she this decides... Tape's been, this tape's been copied more than the Pam Anderson or Faces of Death copies tapes I've ever seen. <laughs> So that's it. This is a movie about a girl who hates horses and Naomi Watts being maybe the most horrible person on the planet decides to take out all of America slowly and terribly because her fucking shitty kids got to live. Maybe she's funded by Al Qaeda and she's a sleeper cell. And this is her way of starting her own terrorism from within. The slowest terrorist attack ever. (laughs) Every week, one person may die. Not like a train by a thousand videotapes. <laughs> it, it also, the the score sucks. There's nothing even remotely creepy about the score, and like the final death count is like three or four people and a horse. You made a great point about the score. The score is insanely important. I'd say horror films probably the number one most important Absolutely. score to any kind of genre film. Without question, those set the tone yes. better than I throw one at me. I, I, I can't think of one and I'm not even a horror film kind of fella. So great point. Her, her, hereditary. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Hereditary. The music alone scares the shit. Yeah, Hereditary was a great example. Blair Witch yeah. when they're going up the fucking stairs in the last scene when they go into the room with the kids staying in the corner like oh, your your assholes puckered up just in that music alone. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, right. Hey, yeah. Ken, Ken, give me a scale. Sorry, give me a scale. Give me a score one to 10 of what you thought the ring deserves. What do I think it deserves? One to 10. Three. 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 Kevin Israel, I'm feeling, I'm feeling magnanimous. Kevin Israel, would you like to go first or shall I? Sure. I'll, uh, I'll take a stab. I'll go right ahead. Go. So Ken, Ken did a, a pretty fantastic job of breaking, breaking everything up. This is a this is a movie that would be tough to exist today because or even it would be tough to get a kid to watch this movie today and be scared because it'd be like, well, you watch a, a videotape and you you die. It could be like, what's a videotape? It's like a DVD. <laughs> what's a DVD? It's like yeah. a it's fucking just go download something. Yeah. It, it, it just it wouldn't. I don't think it tr- would translate very today, even though I read an article where they're like, this movie holds up today because if it ha- if they wrote it today, it would have been downloaded on the Internet and then. Everybody would have died because it would have gone viral and everybody would have watched it. And I was like, I think that actually might have been a more interesting movie than, than this one because of the, the very slow, very lackluster body count. Yeah. The beginning feels so much like Scream. It's ridiculous. Like it, it and Scream was supposed to almost be like a satire of other horror movies that that beginning. And then this movie takes that and makes it serious. With the girl, you know, girls home alone. There's a phone call. They get freaked out. What bothered me about the beginning was the one girl looks at the other and goes, hey, have you heard of this videotape where if you watch it seven days later, you die? How did she know about that? How did she know? How did they know that that was going to happen or that was a thing to even share? Like, how was it already rumor? They just watched it. Nobody died yet. Because if they want to get contact pretext out. In 30 seconds or less, this film opens. Right. There's your answer. Right. Right. And the girls are dressed like Catholic schoolgirls. Ah, you motherfucker. 
<laughs> oh, there is they're dressed like that for a very specific reason, Ken. You know you know damn well why they're dressed like that. <laughs> So a, a quick breakdown of the characters, which Ken covered a lot of. The sun is creepy. They're like, we need to make the sun creepy. You know, a kid that would be, if a kid behaved in any of these one ways, the parents would take them to therapy. But this kid covers every creepy horror kid box. He's got a bad haircut. He's got these big, almost cartoonish eyes that fill too much of his eyeball. I feel like they they digitally altered his eyes because no kid has eyes that with the with the irises that big. He calls his mom Rachel, which they never explain that why yeah, he calls I, his mom by her first name. That took me a while. Chris Rock did the best bit of all time. You know you're in trouble when you call your mama by her first name and your grandmother grandmother mommy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or your your grandmama Pam, whatever the hell. I yeah, that's it. He, he draws weird shit that immediately is like my kid draws one weird picture. I'm taking them to a psychologist, but like this kid's obsessively drawing like dead people. And the, that ring thing is just constantly drawing that, which looks like a cartoon, like asshole that he's just kind of like, <laughs> and, and the mother's never like, this is concerned. We should do something about this. Like all of those things added up. The mother should have been like, Oh, I'm in a horror movie. I probably should start paying attention to what's going on. But no, like Ken said, the mom moving to Rachel. Rachel isn't just a bad person. She's dumb. She <laughs> might be one of the dumbest people ever in a horror movie. And this includes like kids who go out into the woods and have sex when they know there's an axe murder around. Like you said, she leaves a murder videotape just lying around and she knows her kid can get to it. She who goes who if you were on a a barge or a whatever that was that the boat that they were on they who would go over to a cart with a with a horse in it and just be like i'm gonna stick my hand in here what adult i could see a child doing that but then and then she's surprised when the horse is like get the fuck away from me like, n- nobody would do that and if you were if you had a horse on uh on a ferry like that wouldn't you be standing with the crate to make sure that the horse is okay? Like the guy just, I think there was a, because the, it was like the kids and the father were somewhere. And she's like, daddy, my horse, which by the way, the horse doesn't even have a name. She just says my horse. <laughs> Nobody was watching this fucking horse. They weren't going to name it till they got to the island. Yeah. Well, you know, all those horses jumping off ferries. <laughs> you don't want to give it a name. You don't want to get too attached to it. <laughs> and then she just walks. I love in movies. And this is a, this is a great, this doesn't happen. She just walks into the guy's house and doesn't just walk in. She then sits down, makes herself comfortable and starts watching a video when she knows this guy is creepy as fuck, is clearly messed up in the head. And she's like, "Ah, he's not around. I'm just going to chill out and watch this movie. And then when she got I remember when I first watched this movie and she got clocked by him, I was like, good. You deserve you, you broke into his house. Yeah. Of course, if I just find some stranger in my house watching my videos, yeah, you're getting punched in the face. That's not she she was just an idiot. Noah, like Ken said, is a very is a very stereotypical generic character. They just wanted to make the point that he's like this good-looking slacker. He had that like 90s early 2000s like long like part in the middle long hair that like every cool I, but kind of slacker I, guy had I, I called it the party of five haircut yes exactly <laughs> exactly brad i think brad pitt made that hair famous and then everybody else was like we need to look like that and nobody looked like brad pitt so it never worked again after brad pitt he wore he wears flip-flops with like over baggy pants because 
he's a slacker and he's banging his student his student assistant whoever she is because he's a, an asshole slacker and then the big reveal the big like oh i didn't see that coming he's the dad like that was a, that was one of the like the big reveals and like you know she said something about your son and you're supposed to be like oh, like who gives a fuck like why did my that have word to be- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a broken family that's terrifying Forget the murder videotape going around. Let's talk about the family issues these people have. Right. Um, the, the, so the actual scares in this movie, whether they worked or they didn't, were obviously the first time you watch the video, the first time you see the video, all those images are creepy and you don't know what any of them mean. The horse scene, I, I care much more about animals than I do people. I could watch people get murdered all day in a movie and not care but that horse jumping off and then like when it when it caught its leg and then slammed against the boat i was like ah man he couldn't even make a clean jump like it's kind of good that you lost that horse he yeah, wasn't he clearly wasn't making horse. it up for any of those fences you're supposed to Yo, jump over that reminds me he hits the head with as i said that reminds <laughs> me of like some shitty obese like 65 year old guy from Ohio trying to jump off a cruise ship to kill himself from his wife on that cruise ship, but he catches his leg and can't even die in peace. That's the exactly right. Like his face yes. into it and breaks yes. his nose. It, it, it was like the Jim Belushi of horses. Yeah. <laughs> he breaks the leg. Watching... On, he breaks the leg on the way down, but he can't tread water long enough. Then he gets sucked in the propellers, and then he dies. It's an inglorious ending to a shitty life. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No worries. Watching the horse actually drown or go under that was that was tough i mean that was that was pretty fucked up and hard to watch but then as soon as they ran and i didn't rem- i didn't remember so much of this movie from the i only saw it once on video back in i i don't know 20 years ago and then i haven't i never watched it again so when they ran to the back of the boat i was like does the blood come out is there going to be blood there's gonna yep yeah, there's the blood so that that scene i think really effectively got to the point here's my question though why did the horse react that way to her? I understand that she was cursed, but she didn't have the power to make the horses kill themselves. The little girl wasn't there who supposedly that was what she did. There was no reason for the horse to react like that within the parameters of what we understood this curse or whatever it is to be. I actually, so other than just oh, what's up, sorry, I actually know why. Why the horse could not fucking stand being in this movie <laughs> another minute longer. That actually wasn't planned. Was that like, was... I would rather be fish food <laughs> than have people recognize me from this film. So then the uh, then the guy, um, the father murder, uh, killing himself in the bathtub. Why did he need all of those electronics in the bathroom? So elaborate. Why did he? Very, all you needed, all you needed was a hairdryer and a plug. Like literally, that's all you need. Everybody or a toaster. I think toaster is like the trope. Like you didn't need the entire power grid throughout the town to go out just because you wanted to end your misery. That was, I, th- I thought he was, and I, again, cause I didn't remember the details of the movie. I thought he was setting it up to do something else. And it's like, Oh, that was just to, to kill yourself. What a waste of all those electronics. You know, not even get that in a yard sale. Now he was the um, last guy. He was the last guy to go into radio shack and make a substantial purchase. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then Noah, and I was surprised by this on rewatch. No, the only time you actually see the ring girl and get the of the feel of the whole thing is when Noah dies. And that's kind of a letdown because in my memory, I thought you saw her more and there was there was more of her. But you don't even get to see his like you want to. I don't I mean, you watch these horror movies that are building up to something 
and you want the payoff of the kill. The, and this, there are so few in this. You want to see what does she do to him to make him look like that. And even if it is just pure fear or terror, it would have been nice like an Indiana Jones, like to watch his face, I don't know, decay or whatever happens to him. But instead, she just screams so you know it's horrible. And then you see it in a split second flashback. And that's it. And it's such it's such a shitty payoff. This whole movie sets up tension that doesn't go anywhere. This movie never it never pays off. It's like it's it's like a it's like a hand job that never ends. <laughs> like you just keep just keep going. This is it. And then it no, it's not. It's and then when you finally does, it just kind of drips out, and you're like, oh, all right, that was it. <laughs> it's because it's PG thirteen. No, you're right. It's, and you're and you're right. It's, you're, it's direct- but you know what? It didn't even need to be gory, though. Like, I don't think it, it needed it to be needed. A, it, need, it needed something. It's directed by a guy named Gore, and there's no fucking <laughs> gore in it. Gore Verbinski. You know what he did after this film? Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Way That's scarier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny then- Depp still gives me the chills. And then just a couple of, like Ken was saying, just a couple of the tropes that it goes through. I feel like since the advent of cell phones... Horror movie writers have just been creating dead zones throughout the country where cell phones don't work. Because if you have a cell phone in a movie, it's an easy out. So they just have to constantly be like, ah, I don't have any signal. Nobody in a cell and everybody in horror movies has T-Mobile. I think that's the only answer. <laughs> or Boost. <to> this- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the Walmart company. Yeah. Cricket. My, my, one, my one big confusion with this, and this I actually looked this up and, and it, it doesn't jibe. When you see the mother and she's brushing her hair and then she's out in the at the well with the girl and she's dressed in that like old school looking dress or gown or whatever she's wearing. It looks like this took place in the 1800s. Like the whole thing looks like the like all of that happened in the 1800s and it was much longer ago. This was in the 1960s. None of what happens in the to the girl with that family looks like it happened within the last century. And I I thought I, I was sure that this was going to be like, oh, my God, she died 150 years ago and it's been haunting us forever. No, it was just right in the 60s. And the mother was dressed like that. Like the, the people should have known there was something weird going on with that family because they were cosplaying fucking <laughs> yeah. 1800s back when they should have been dressed up like hippies. Yeah. The mom dressed like a, a sister wife. That's a good point. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And, they, and when she goes and sees the doctor and the doctor's got the son who has some kind of issue. What was the point of that? Like he was just there. He has one line that seems to suggest he has some understanding of something and then just never again. And to go back to, to something that also doesn't connect the son, the, her son, Rachel's son clearly has some kind of power, has some kind of ability. He's communicating with Samara in advance of the sister the cousin dying he knows something he has some kind of connection to this they never explain it they never explain why they never explain how they don't even touch on it i thought it was gonna i i thought it was gonna be something about him having the same thing that the girl had and now she was gonna continue on no he just was a creepy kid who had powers and don't worry about it rachel is a journalist and doesn't ask one goddamn (laughs) follow-up question the entire movie she's no mickey spillane So look, this is lame. <laughs> this this movie, I never saw the Japanese version. I hear it's much much better, and the book I heard I, that it was based on, I heard was very good too. I feel like this movie just got eaten up by the Western way of making movies, and there's just there was just too many holes. There was a lot of stuff that I wanted to be scared by it, 
and it and it it just wasn't. I really, I think the first time I watched this, I was scared. I think, but I think a lot of it was the buildup. Like this is so scary, so I just expected to be horrified. Um, but a lot of it, it is just a lot of tension for for nothing. And then the final payoff is just kind of, eh, all right, I guess I get it. If they like, if there wasn't a D, if there were, if there weren't VHSs or anything like that, what would have been a book? Would she have possessed a book that would have killed people if there weren't book? Like, what was the what were her other options? Did she have a game plan if we hadn't advanced in technology? The whole thing, it just I don't know. It just it it didn't add up for me, and it didn't do it for me as a horror movie. Um, I don't think it was as bad as as Ken gave it credit for, but it's definitely not a movie I I ever watched again or I ever would have watched again, but for him choosing it. So for me, it's a four. We got a three, we got a four, and these notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where every week we bring to you every day, excuse me, we bring fantastic articles. Like, that doesn't happen, or what we've seen, or movies we want to see, or trailer talk. Guttingthesacredcow.com every single day to find where you can listen or see this amazing podcast. Notes. Did the director of photography on Alec Baldwin's latest film watch The Ring last week? (laughs) <laughs> I knew they'd get a laugh out of Ken. I was expecting a Jesus out of Kevin Israel, like I normally get. I was going to come out of the shoot fast and furious with that joke. Thank you. Both girls are wearing Catholic school girl, school girl uniforms, and I became confused when after five minutes they weren't kissing. <laughs> Aiden looks like he would grow up to be an improv comic, verified Yelper, or male feminist. How the fuck does a nine-year-old know how to tie a tie the day he dressed for that funeral? That was a good one. I had, to, I actually had that written down. And <laughs> Did you really? I like, still can't. I still can't tie a tie as I well as that kid. <laughs> no, I have all, all my own. All my ties are pre-tied because I'm lazy. <laughs> the video reminds me of every shitty college film I had to sit through and watch of other students in film class. That's how awful that Ring film was. This had to be the last movie that ever utilized VHS tapes and landlines. I haven't seen someone analyze film this much since the Zapruder film. She was going back into the left and with that fly, I go, uh, remember having to go to the library to do research, boys? Remember those days? Yeah, that was as much fun as trying to score VHS tapes from, of porn from your friends or having to curl, call girls landlines and having their asshole dads fuck with you for 15 minutes before they put their daughters on the phone. All three sucked. <laughs> Naomi, Naomi Watts pulled the same length of hair from her throat as some Asian men have growing from their facial moles. There it there. is. There's your, there's your Jesus. It's funny because it's factual. Aiden can't sleep, and then he f- happens to stumble upon that tape. No flipping through late-night channels and staring at Girls Gone Wild infomercials and hoping for some side boob, or Sally Struthers trying to feed the kids hungry st- infomercials, or clicking back and forth at Kevin Go- like Kevin Goatee did on the Spice Channel number 95 on TKR Cable. 95, clicking back and forth every four seconds to see an unscrambled boob for about two or three seconds. But he finds the tape instead. Got it. So Naomi Watts carries around so much evil that a horse jumps ship 
and gets chopped up by propellers. Someone makes sure that Hillary Clinton and Dick Cheney stay away from the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Brian Cox has a more elaborate electrical setup in his bathroom than a public access station does. When he's watching, sorry, when he when Noah is watching the, the 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 TV part where the girl comes out, he's clumsier than a blindfolded kid with CP trying to escape from her. I'm not, Why didn't he just answer the phone? I'm not buying any of this. <laughs> I am not a big horror film fan. I am not. I, I I love the first Halloween film. I love the recent Halloween film, not the Halloween Kills one. That was not good. Uh, Saw, that's not really horror. That's more of a thriller. But I'm not a big horror film fan, guys. So let's be honest where I give you where I'm coming from. I was not in from Jump. This film never scared me. Blair Witch fucking scared me the first time I saw that. Now it's the one trick pony. And you boys are right. This is the typical white kid, shitty haircut. Eyes are running far apart like two magnets next to each other uh, trope. All these white kids in scary films look the fucking same. Wardrobe, give them a boring T-shirt and get the old bowl, the soup bowl around the hair and snip around the ears. And we're ready to go and put them in makeup and action. I saw this when this first came out. Didn't give it a second chance. Second thought, excuse me, first. I didn't get the love for it then. I sure as fuck don't get the love for it now. And here's the real test. No one, no one is talking about this film as one of the best horror films in the last 20 years, as everyone has accoladed about in the aforementioned, uh, you know, five fun facts. There was a little bit of tension in the beginning on paper, on concept. This is a great idea. But the execution was worse than a fucking dull guillotine. I wish I had more to comment with. This is the shortest amount of notes I've had in a long time, Kevin Israel. Yeah, I just wow. don't. I just don't care enough. And indifference is the death of any film in my book. Uh, three and a half out of ten. Fuck this film. I have no. It was never a thing for me. Never wanted to see the sequel. Don't care. Move along. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Wow. Three, three and a half, four. We're all on top of each other. I, w- I would like to make one more point that that I think. Kev, you mentioned that stuck out to me when she pulled the fly out of the TV, like everything up until that point was just like in her head. Like it's in, you know, like this looks like a scary videotape. I just like to feel concerned. she pulled a fly that was supposed to be in on TV at and it was real. Like at that point is when you go, I should go talk to somebody else. Like I need to get somebody else involved in this whether it's a priest or the authorities, something real is happening here. And she was just like, oh, that's weird. And then yeah. she just moves on with her research. Yeah. Like, then, you, then, just, then, you just did magic. Yes. Then she, <laughs> then she was like, I better show the mailman the tape and see what yeah. he thinks. <laughs> that's like the scene in The Matrix where Neo puts his hand in the wall and the, and the silver <laughs> thing just sucks it in. Like, ooh, I right. was interested then. I'm not now. Right. And remember how he responded to that? He started screaming like a motherfucker. Right. Yes, you, you, know, te- you know why you need the R rating on a movie like this? Because when you pull a fly out of the TV, <laughs> I want to hear her go, what the fucking fuck? What the fuck was that? By the way, that was the last one I did not read. This film culminated with me yelling, oh, fuck you. That was me yelling. That, that was my last note. Was there a post credit scene in this movie? I don't care. Because I, I specifically remember the movie ending with the videotape being like being put in like a, a DVD, like a VC, like a, a blockbuster or something. Like she goes and she leaves it and leaves. 
Yeah. I was sure there was a post credit scene. <laughs> she, and that, she put I, it, maybe I made that up. She put it in a be kind, rewind fucking <laughs> yeah. jacket. Yeah. She was like, oh, I better get this converted to DVD in case this uh, technology becomes outdated at some point. <laughs> and then I would hate not to kill the rest of the town. Critics five star reviews. Five star reviews. Five star reviews by critics. Gore Verbinski creates an air of dread that begins with the first scene and never lets up, subtly incorporating elements from the current wave of Japanese horror films along the way. Mm -hmm. Yes. An edgy, watchable film, but one that makes you feel more squeamish than screamish. Ooh. English lit degree at work. English lit degree at work. Watchable is always a huge compliment. A chilling idea finally executed in a rare remake success. See it if you dare, but we recommend you go alone. Yeah, because you don't want to be spotted. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, all all of the hairs of my taint just shot right up. The Ring is easily the most terrifying film to come out of Hollywood in years. Oh, really? Have you not seen Batman and Robin, fair listeners? Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. This remake of a hugely Japanese horror film is very well acted by by Naomi Watts. It's just not that scary. Can I say something really quick about Naomi Watts? Please. There were points. She's First of all, she's stunning. Very. Second of all, she was almost too gorgeous for this movie because there were a couple scenes where they shot on her and she wasn't even do. It was just like a close up of her face and she wasn't even doing anything. I was like, is this just because the cameraman thought she's beautiful and they're just showing her like there were times where like bad shit was going on. It's like she's still but she's beautiful. Like she 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 always looked fantastic. She has makeup on through the whole movie. She's got seven days to live and she's (laughs) like, I better spend two hours in the bathroom getting my face on. Before I get to the bottom of this murder. Thirdly, she lives in Seattle where the fucking hottest woman to come out of there in a while was Courtney Love, who is a Vegas four at best. So this film, not true. (laughs) Watching the ring won't kill you, but it could bore you half to death. Yeah, I'm on board with that. The movie's nifty beginning, all anxiety and dread suggests that the audience is in for a fearful ride. But the one dimensional story quickly runs out of fuel. I fully co-sign that. The movie is a dog start to finish, but with enough uh, genre genre inconsistencies and plot holes to make it a textbook sample of borrowing from too many divergent horror films to get anything right. Agreed. He's very true. Very cookie cutter. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. Gutting power. 
seen this many times and it's still good lol creeps me out big time i can honestly say though it's taken me a while to figure out what exactly was going on with samara smh i'm a bit slow sometimes lmao on another note i'm rethinking i'm rethinking my halloween costume this year i think samara has jumped to my top three choices i can imagine my coworkers' faces maybe i'll even make arrangements for someone to call the office and say the line smiley face tongue hanging out Coworkers. This person definitely works at PetSmart. This person definitely doesn't. <laughs> this person definitely squeaked by with a GED at best. <laughs> Community college. Slow down, sailor. Hey, easy there, LMAO. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is top notch. No idea how they're going to match it in the remake. Although, wasn't this a remake already? Yeah. One reviewer said the story was all over the plate. All over the place. Really. Probably the most cogent plot of any horror movie, parentheses, unless your IQ is less than your shoe size. Zing. The Ring. Take a clever horror horror movie trope. Add one of the best crime thrillers ever made. Add some genuine horror scenes. Add a no escape ending. Excellent. Also, we have the most successful horror device in the edition, uh, The Creepy Kid. Signed, one of Kevin Hart's writers. A movie I could watch over and over again. Samara is a cheeky little devil. The movie captures you from the freaky opening sequence, and you wonder how they're going to be able to stop it. Hate the scene with the horse on the boat, but I'm one of those people who cheer on human deaths in movies, but get upset about animal stuff. LOL. Signed, Kevin Israel. I mean, I don't like it when people are mean to animals. I'll say that. I, I don't either. I don't the, either, but I, I was happy for the horse to die. And it's, I was like, thank God. Out of his misery. Yeah. Uh, My the first... director should have to change his name to Bor Verbinski. Uh, there it is. <laughs> shoehorning, shoehorning that joke in again twice in one setting, Ken. Good for you. Did I do that already? You did. Fuck. I lay th- off the drugs. My 13-year-old daughter really likes scary movies, but she will never be able to watch this one again. I loved it. First time I've been scared watching a movie since 10 or so. I am 49, live up in the mountains. I'm a UPS driver, and I can handle my stuff, but it was scary. Looks like Hacksaw Jim Duggan is more afraid of a girl dropping down the well than dropping packages off of the hood and catching a stray bullet in his ass cheek. Amazon, Amazon one star reviews. 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 Gore Verbinski. It started. It takes more than heavy breathing, screeches, yowls, rain, and wells to make a movie. I cannot think of one redeeming excuse to call this noisemaker entertaining. If I could ring in a minus zero, I would. Ring in. It was also a little weird how everything was tinted green. I don't know what the uh, what the idea was there, but it had a very green tint to the entire movie. I was hoping that you would say yellow and we'd say jaundice. But hey, wait, wait. Seattle, the Emerald City. Oh, well, uh, well, played. Uh, well played. Look at you, Mr. Geography. Listen, I've uh, I've seen my fair share. I'm a huge grunge fan. Uh, like, do, do, do you like Snore Verbinski better? <laughs> <laughs> I like he's workshopping his jokes right now. I I like that. I know I am 100% sure that since he said Borg, Borg Verbinski, he's been thinking of another word that rhymes with Borg. Yeah, <laughs> <that> works. <laughs> 
is galore nope four nope is galore gonna make its way into this foray more like gore versinski jesus christ (laughs) and this is how comedy is made yeah kids this is how you're seeing the fudge being packed and here we go liked filters disliked the plot of vhs vhs tape cursing you i thought was funny characters were okay up until the end i hate the mother and son now parentheses i usually hate characters in horror movies wow he said some words either way i would round up every single person that left a review and throw them in jail these people (laughs) should not be out roaming the streets with us oh every week Forget yeah. a, forget a vaccine passport. These are the true people that need to be rounded up. Yes. <laughs> Next one. Ordered by another user on my account. <laughs> one star. <laughs> and I'm going to give, if you ever said, you know what? If you ever have to go sit through soccer, God forbid, the worst sport in the world, and uh, your kid plays it, this is the best way to pass a good hour is going through Amazon one-star reviews. Because like the, like the ring, you'll be sucked in, but you won't <laughs> die in seven days. Next, next one, Gary gave it a one-star because no scary parts. That's much a boring movie. It put me, it put me asleep. Asleep. I don't edit for grammar. I read people's stupidity. That was bad. Next, well, if you think that's bad, then through flicks in this genre, hardly ever have one. A decent payoff is in order. Beware. This one has the most denouement in recent memory. Someone went to the Google look up ending synonyms. Don't actors and producers read scripts anymore? Not if you're Bradley Cooper. Gets one star for the deadly gothic videotape. The rest is a waste. See frailty instead. It's one of the best to come out in the genre in a long while this made no sense and i was smoking loads is that is that a dick sucking (laughs) metaphor i was smoking loads yeah (laughs) bad dog i mean horror movie bad all caps and here's my favorite electricity went out so i did not get so i did not get to watch it Imagine taking to the internet with that. Jesus. Someone went to the library to write that review, I bet. Watch and be Amish. (laughs) Just kidding. We're going to watch movies. Kevin Israel, did did Ken Krantz gut the sacred cow? I think he did. I think he did. I don't know that this was a a giant mountain to climb or a giant cow to to slaughter, as the case may be. But yeah, I think he, uh, he, by the numbers, picked the movie apart. There was a lot wrong with this movie. I think it's remembered much more, um, much more fondly than it actually uh, than it, than it was. But I will give the movie this much: it did set off an entire streak of horror movies, and it created its own series of tropes. But the movie is not good. It does not hold up. Like I said, I found it scary the first time, but on rewatch, there's just nothing there. It it becomes almost comical. 
So yes, congratulations, Ken. You gutted this cow. In my Excuse book. me, I have my two cents to put uh, in, in my book, Mister Goatee. <laughs> I will co-sign this gutting. But you're right. This film was not a mountain too far to climb. This film was an anthill not far enough to climb. This film stunk. It did not take much. All you need to do was just cough in its general direction, and this thing had herpes. It was not a good film from jump. I want you to go out in the street right now. I want you to ask. 50 people. Do you like the ring? I'll be shocked if five say yes. So I give you the, we give you the gutting. So great job, Ken Kranz. Again, where can the folks find you? What are you up to? Uh, Wait, would, would you say I showed him the door of (laughs) Verbinski? There you go. That's all I've been thinking about for 20 minutes. Uh, Ken Krantz comic on social media. I love rock and roll podcast. I don't know if you guys are big music fans. We've had some, we've had some amazing guests. We just had a uh, David Bryan from Bon Jovi, Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction, Richard Marks and Daisy Fuentes. We just had G Love, um, and you can find that at on Twitter. You can find it at Rock and Roll Pod. I love rock and roll. Guys, I saw this movie in the theater 20 years ago, and I've been telling people how much I've hated it ever since. So thank you for the opportunity. To <laughs> now your hate is, is memorialized. Yes. Right. You knew we were in trouble when not many people are going out as our other films are going, oh, fuck this cocksucker. I can't wait to you boys take him apart. And we just pretty much did the OA defense on this one. <laughs> Kevin Israel, what are you up to, buddy? Uh, KevinIsrael.com for upcoming dates. Uh, I got a lot of comedy coming in in the next few weeks, but uh, and then I go on a sabbatical for two months so I can live my own horror movie by having a child, and then I'll be back in the spring. But more importantly, Cutting the Sacred Cow loves when you leave us a five-star rating and a quick review. It helps us. It gives us something to smile about. You see how much we love picking apart people's reviews. Well, we love reading our own reviews even more. So please leave us those ratings and those reviews. It helps It bumps us up in that nasty algorithm and it makes no sense and nobody really understands, but they say it because they want to sound smart and it makes us happy. So why not make two kids today? Yeah, Kevin Israel, you said that perfectly. KevinGoatee.com for dates as well as NFL picks. Eight and two last weekend. That's what the fuck is up. And, of course, the Kevin Israel said guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find the blogs, all that stuff. You want to advertise with us, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. And uh, listen, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Just subscribe to us. That's all we ask. Subscribe so we can get this damn thing monetized ready. Ken Kranz, thank you so much for joining aboard this uh, ship of pump foolery. Yeah, thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, man. And we'll see you all later. Take care. Aloha. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. 
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.